0: There's going to be a lot to learn. I'm going to throw out a whole bunch of stuff. It's going to, Mark said, I probably should have split this message into four messages, but I'm going to throw out a heap of stuff this morning. I can't encourage you enough to write some stuff down. If you want to write one thing down, I'm going to give you some homework. I'm not going to give you lots of homework, but I just want to say one thing. I encourage you to write this down first. John chapter 4. If nothing else, if you get lost, go home and read chapter four. If you go home and open your Bible, I've won. So, if you can go home and, and read John chapter four, if you get lost, but I encourage you, that's going to be the basis of this morning's message. Um, and there's a lot of really, really good stuff in there. Let me help you catch up to date with a little a little saying that's out there. If someone ever says to you, "Bless your heart," what are they saying? Oh. You're an idiot. If I was to walk up onto this stage and trip over the step, someone in the front row, probably Baden or Neil, if he was here, would yell out, bless his heart, because I'm an idiot. If I was to walk out those back doors and walk into a glass door, someone would say, bless your heart. When I was about 17, me and a mate of mine were hanging out in Albany. I'm from Albany. Uh, It's about four hours south of here, and we were hanging out downtown just Doing what we do, checking out the girls, seeing who's around, and uh, we're walking up and down Main Street. It's a short Main Street, and there's only one of them, so there's only one place to hang out when you're 17. And uh, we didn't have a car, so we were walking. But these, we'd noticed these two girls. Is before I was dating Colleen and well, and surely before I was married. So we were hanging out, and then we noticed these two girls in a car driving around. They noticed us, and we'd we'd bumped into each other a few times few times around town and, and so on and so forth. And we come at to the top of the street and there's a roundabout at the top. And me and my mate walk along and we just say, hey, there's those two girls again. And they were looking at us at exactly the same time. And here's me walking along and the pathway's veranda arised. And uh, I walked into the veranda post in front of these two girls and they were looking at us and they would have said, bless his heart. Basically they're saying, I'm an idiot. I've heard that before. So I want to start this morning in, in a grounding passage. I want, to, I want to frame everything this morning. This morning's message is called Ordinary Transformation. And I guess the subtitle, the, the underlying focus is Life with Jesus. Right. Ordinary Transformation, and it's about life with Jesus, that we as ordinary people doing life with Jesus. And this morning's, the grounding passage is Acts chapter 4. Sam, if we can pull that up. Awesome. We, we, man, Sam had trouble. Sam's a champion, by the way. He sits behind his desk and he's managed to pull up my, my keynote um, with great difficulty. So thank you, Sam. Good job, man. I really appreciate it. And, and here's what it said. And there's a couple of guys, Peter and John. This is in a time Jesus has been on earth. He's left. And Peter and John are a couple of Jesus' closest disciples. And um, they've been doing some ministry for a little while after Jesus had left. They were in trouble. They were in front of the members of this council of stupid people and um, they have been accused of something. And, and anyway, so here's how the passage reads. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognised them as men who had been with Jesus. The word ordinary that I've greened out there. In the original Greek language is a word that says, I think, I think the, the Bible's been a bit um, politically correct. They've been a bit nice, okay? They really are. Whoever wrote it's like, oh, I feel sorry for these guys, so let's just be nice to them. But in the original language, the word ordinary translates to idiotate, which we get our word idiot, idiot from. Thank you. Can anyone see where we're going with this this morning? Can someone turn to someone next to him and say, you're an idiot. Oh. <laughs> Louis, don't look at Mark for too long, buddy. I said, say it once. <laughs> That's <one> good, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but in all honesty, before I start, before we go too much for this morning, I want to say something I've observed in churches as I've grown up. I've grown up in church, so I've seen a lot of them. And the church, there's, there's churches over here that talk about how bad we are we're sinners, we're filthy, we're horrible, we're, we're, we're no good, we're just ordinary people, we're, we're this, we need Jesus, we need, we need this. And then on this hand, there's all these people that are all, all hype and no substance, and there's this, yeah, yeah, Jesus wants you, he loves you, you're amazing, you're perfect. And then in, in the middle, I think there's this idea, and I heard this preacher say it once when he preached, he said, the best way to understand something is to understand who we are apart from God. But to, un- to realise who we are apart from God, but to understand who we are with God. Right, right, yeah. and, and I think we need to understand that we're ordinary sometimes, but to understand that these guys had been with Jesus and they were healing people, and that they were just ordinary guys being used for the most extraordinary purpose on earth. I think if we can get that this morning, we can understand this idea of an ordinary transformation. I really think we're going it, to... It'll help, I hope. Right. Well, me, well, me and the Holy Spirit will anyway. So John chapter 4, I preached this message once and I made the mistake of reading out all of it and I'm not going to do that again. So I'm going to go through, I'm going to pull out four observations from John chapter 4. If you don't believe me, you have to go and read it for yourself. But before we get started uh, in in some some observations of what life was like with Jesus, let's pray um, about the message this morning. God, thanks for this morning. Thanks for this opportunity to hear um, from your word. God, I want to ask your Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to us and uh, that that we can be changed and motivated to, to do amazing things for you. That you can take ordinary people like us to do extraordinary things for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Great. So these disciples were ordinary guys and they'd been transformed by spending time with Jesus and they're in front of this these council of guys. And you might be saying, well, how? What are the mechan- So what now? Do I just pray about that? Does it happen miraculously? Do I wake up one morning? To a... So I'm going to pull out four observations from a story where Jesus was talking to a, a woman at, the, at a well. He was coming back from a road trip and he needed some water. So he stopped outside this village. He was getting some water and Jesus was a Jew. And so he was of one culture, and he's talking to a woman who was a Samaritan, and she was of a different culture. So that's the context of this story. Jesus is at a well, a hole in the ground. He's, I'm thirsty. He goes, excuse me, ma'am, can I please have some water? And she's like, our cultures don't talk to each other. What are you doing? Um, but he explains some stuff to her, and he, he, he elevates her. Do you like how I slipped that elevate in there, Mark? There Thank you. <laughs> Just trying to keep my job for tomorrow. I'm an ordinary man. I've been working hard on that line. I've been working hard on that line. I'm an idiot, thanks, Sue. But Jesus takes this this lady and, and just really elevates her and, and brings her up and, and this is some stuff that I've observed from this story. And so point one is this when we worship God in spirit, we get his attention. As he's talking to this girl, he's explaining to some stuff about their cultures. And here's what he said. Believe me, woman. Is that going to come up or am I going to read it? Excellent. Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the Father, neither here at this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. I didn't think Jesus was sarcastic, but he seems to be having a bit of a sarcastic go at her. then. Anyway, move on. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. So Jesus is a Jew saying, I'm the way to salvation. But the time is coming. It has, in fact, come. When what you're called will not matter. And where you go to worship will not matter. Who says that's a good day? Absolutely. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is looking out for. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. God is sheer being itself, spirit. Those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves in adoration. And there's a bit I want to kind of pick up um, in the next slide, I think. And this is the whole context of this bit when he's talking to this girl. He says, those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. You know, it's really easy to come and lift up hands and do stuff and say stuff and and act part. It's really easy for me to to act preaching. I listened to a a little video during the week and this this preacher was going, you cannot over-preach your life. I cannot come up here and preach what I'm not living. It just doesn't work and this is why i'm an ordinary idiot i'm just preaching from what i know but when we come and i just imagine this that god's sitting in heaven latte in hand or ants in your pants coffee from out the back whatever god's doing he's chilling in heaven and he's going he's looking it's an he's looking for these people it doesn't say he's sitting back waiting for them to come he's looking he's looking for us to come to him as we are, warts and all, and say simply and honestly themselves in worship. He's looking for those people. And Jesus found them, and look what happened to them. He took these 12 dudes who were ordinary people and transformed them because they spent time with Jesus. So if you to write that down, verse 23, you can prove me wrong later. God wants to do something in you, before he wants to do something through you we come honestly and humbly before god and god wants to wants us to just to be ourselves with him and let god change us because when we when he's done something in us then we can start doing what god wants to do in the world first so get us right first let god use us wanna wanna One of Jesus' famous sayings was, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, your mind, all your strength. Be ourselves, come and love God as much as possible. Has anyone heard of a guy named Tim Hawkins? He's a comedian. He's an idiot, but he's funny. And um, he's a church guy, loves the church. So he's really just having a laugh. But pulled this down off YouTube. Did that work, Sam? Another Egyptian thumbs up. Thanks, bro. Let's have a laugh. I really just want to put something funny up here in regards to worship. He's having a go. I love everything that he's actually talking about. Sam, if we can roll, that'd be phenomenal. And I know that
1: each church has its own worship style, you know, which is cool. Some people are more expressive in worship. Some people more subtle, and it's all good. Um, I go to a church that's pretty expressive in worship. It's um, it's a hand raising church. That's what it is, right? That's what you know. Anybody here go to a hand raising church? here? Sweet. Who here does not go to a hand raising church? <laughs> <laughs> some of you are trying. You're like, I can't. I want to, t- I need to get some momentum. <laughs> Totally cool. But hey, if you're not used to going to a hand raising church, you want to go and join us. Feel free to join us, but don't feel like you've got to join right in, okay? Start slow. We've got a lot of different hand raises that we use. We actually have names for our hand raises. So I'm going to walk you through real quick, okay, what they are, just to let you know. Say you're at my church, music is rocking. Start slow. Hands in the pockets, little elbow flap. You're fine. Very subtle. Get warmed up. Get your heart rate up. When you're warmed up, start with the first one. Ready? Carry the TV. Carry the TV. That's our first one. Very subtle. Go to big screen. Big screen, a little wider. Next one's, my fish was this big. My fish was this big. If you're a liar, you go out there. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Jesus loves you. Grace. Next one's, hold my baby. Hold my baby. Got dueling light bulbs. That's our next one, dueling light bulbs. You got goalpost, everybody knows goalpost. Throwing a heartburn, a lot of people like to do heartburn, double heartburn, right back to goalpost. What's my favorite? Mufasa. Mufasa, that's my favorite. The circle of life. Tim, can you go higher? Yes, you can. You can take one hand, go a bunch of different stuff pointer, hatchet, schoolroom. Release the doves. Give the Lord a high five. Press it out. A lot of women like to wash the window. Wash the window. And when you're comfortable there, go for the big three. Village people, Rocky, touchdown. There you go. There's your big three.
0: You're set. That was just a humorous look at worship stuff. I would probably have done half of them at least in my lifetime. And it's, it's genuine stuff. We come to God and we worship and all that stuff is symbolic really of what's going on. And I'm not having a go at hand raising because I do it and I just hope we all had a laugh and it was good. The next observation I've made about Jesus and her, his interaction with this lady is simply this. When we give people hope in Jesus' name, it is attractive. Verse 30 of John chapter 4. So the people came streaming from the village to see him. They came streaming. That's, I didn't put that word in there. That's it. They were near a village and this woman left her. The most important thing she had was her jar of water. And she left the most important thing she had, went to the village. And the people came streaming out of the village because of what Jesus had said. What Jesus had said was a bit earlier, and he said this to her, which she thought was pretty cool. So she went to tell everyone about it. Anyone who drinks this water will soon be thirst, become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. So when Jesus said that to her, she's like, Oh, I wonder what that means. And so Jesus explained it a bit better, and she's like, that's cool. You know, if we told our friends that whatever they are turning to to fulfill them in life is, is not working, but we can give them the best purpose in life, is that attractive? Yeah, it's great. If we could say, whatever you've done wrong in, in your past, no matter what you try to do to escape that or what you try to do to to fix that, it's never going to work, but what we have to offer will work. Would that sound attractive to people? It would. Yeah. And we come to God in worship, we fix what's going on in, in going on, on the inside and then it comes out of us and it becomes attractive because people see it. The council that Peter and John were standing before could see, they could see that they'd been with Jesus. And I reckon if we work on this stuff. People are going to see Jesus in us. Uh, a couple of months ago, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story a, a bit about me. Uh, a couple of months ago we were Youth for Christ. This is my job that I work at four days a week and, and we'd run a camp for young people and we had an afternoon session Saturday afternoon. We had Louis and a friend of mine named Alison from uh, Church on the Rise in Bassendine. They came and spoke um, in the afternoon and they were doing a thing on on, on prophetic encouragement. So it's it's really easy, listen to God, hear what he's saying, and then speak it out into people's lives. And and, um, and, I'm, not, and I'm not telling this to, just, to, just to boost Louie up, but just genuinely to, to say that this is how amazing I think she is. But we filled out a feedback form and everyone said that their most favourite session was an afternoon with Louie and Alison. And just undoubtedly, without a shadow of a doubt. We had awesome teaching, we had awesome worship, we had awesome, we had, the food was good, but it was alright. But genuinely, the thing that people enjoyed was being lifted up and encouraged in Jesus' name. Right. And, and and these guys went around, listened to what God was saying, and just spoke some stuff into into this couple that were getting married. Um, she already had a kid, but they just lifted her up. And these guys were just, um, just in tears. And some other people were just like, yeah, this is great. And there's these three guys from Melbourne and... Louie and Alison didn't know they were all friends from Melbourne, but they were there and they're like, you guys have got an amazing destiny. And they're like, whoa, this is cool. And so I didn't hear all the conversations, but I did hear my conversation. And so for the first six months of this year, it was just just supernaturally a year of doubt. I never doubted myself so much in all my life. And, uh, you know heavy responsibility in my ministry and in my work and, and nothing was happening nothing was happening no growth numerically no, no I didn't see any progress people were leaving I thought I, had, I, I was going to do something over this with some leaders and that just fell apart and I was like man God do I suck or what I'm just an ordinary idiot And I just, but you're still not using me and so I was doubting myself and just, just just doubt plagued me and I couldn't get over it it was annoying and I just, I just, um, and so I said that to to Louis and Alison when they got to pray for me, and I was like, "Oh, guys, it's, it's just a year of doubt for me. I just can't, just don't know whether I should go fishing for the rest of my life or whether I should progress in ministry." And I don't even remember what I said, but um, I was in tears, <laughs> and um, and they just prayed for me, and it was the feeling was like ice melting, and it just, yeah, just this ice just melting off me, and I've been. Amazing ever since. <laughs> but I still I still doubt, but I was like, it doesn't sink in. It doesn't hurt the way it hurt. And it was just people that just prayed for me. And it was cool. Because people lifted me up in Jesus' name. And I was like, that's attractive. I, would, would you find that attractive? I think I'd find that attractive anyway. I'm a young preacher, so if I say something worth repeating, just say amen, or something like that. If you don't understand something, say say that again. Bless your heart. Bless my heart. (laughs) If you prefer to hear Mark up here, just say bring back the old guy. It'll be great. (laughs) Wash the windows. The next observation I had about Jesus' interaction with this lady was this. When we plant and harvest in Jesus' name, the rewards are supernatural. And he said this to... She'd gone. She'd left her water bucket and she'd left. Um, and he was explaining some stuff to his disciples. Where is this part? This is in 35 to 38. So verse 35 to 38, Jesus says this to his disciples. You know the saying. Four months between planting and harvesting. I've just planted my tomatoes a month ago. About three months time, I should have some tomatoes. It's common sense. He's, he's not being weird. It's just like four months from planting the harvest. Yeah, okay. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters have paid good wages and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plant and another harvest, And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work. And now you'll get to gather the harvest. So what's he harvesting? Tomatoes, butternut pumpkins? Next verse, Sam. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvest are paid good wages. And the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life when we are transformed by simply and honestly worshipping God, when we lift people up in Jesus' name and it's attractive, people are going to be brought to eternal life. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Both in this life and the life to come, once they die. People's brokenness is going to be fulfilled. People's hurt is going to be restored. People's finances are going to be fixed. People's relationships are going to be brought back to a healthy state. It's the fruit. But it's not something you can see. We've got to trust God for this stuff. We've just got to do our bit. What goes on in here, in someone else, that we can't fix that. We can help. We can play our part. We can lift up people in Jesus' name. But that's something God's got to do. And that's a responsibility that I've long given up. I can't fix that stuff. I, that's, that's God's. The fourth observation that I've pulled out. When we speak in Jesus' name, people are changed. And this kind of flows on from the last one. After the woman had come, gone up to the village, people had come streaming back out. This is what they asked Jesus. I'll read it out. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. They begged him, man, we want to hear more of this message. We want to hear more of this. And to simplify it, what is the message that they heard and believed? And Jesus said this um, in another book, in another part of the Bible. He said this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see and that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. That's the message that Jesus told us to proclaim. That's what he told us to tell everyone. He said, take this message out. And that's the message he told people. And people were changed. I don't think I forgot to put it up there, but in the verse afterwards, and this is why you've got to go home and read it, and you've got to test me that I'm wrong. After that, it says, and people... People just, heaps of people came to know Jesus after that. Heaps of people said, I'm in for that. Yeah. I want to be set free. I want to be, I want to, if I'm oppressed, I want to be set free. If I'm blind, I want to be able to see. The whole reason that these guys were, we'll come right back to the beginning in Acts chapter 4, when they said, there was these, Peter and John were before this council, the whole reason they were there was because they'd healed someone. They healed a blind man. They, these disciples, had been with Jesus. They followed him. They looked at what he said, and they did it. And they were transformed because, and people could see it, and people could see that because they did it. And they had healed the a blind guy, and they said, "Look, it's by the name of Jesus. We've healed this person, and everyone can see it." That's it. That's all I've got for this morning. Maybe um, one more thing. Maybe if you're here this morning and you're like, you know what, I'm a, I'm a guy that that I need some stuff fixing in life. I, I, I need I need this guy named Jesus to um, to I need to walk with him. I need to learn um, that some stuff's going on uh, in my life, and 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 Jesus and His way is a better way, and He can help. Um, fix that, then I want to give you an opportunity now just to say, you know what, I don't have everything together. I'm an ordinary idiot. I'm going to come before Jesus just like everyone else has done and say, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to come to Jesus in ordinary worship and say, I don't have it all together, but I want to start following Jesus. And if you, that's you this morning, uh, I'm going to give you a second to, to put your hand up. If you are already following Jesus, I encourage you to pray for someone uh, around you. But, um, yeah, just put your hand up and we'll pray for you. We'll pray together. I'm not going to get you to single you out or get you to come up to the front or anything like that. We're not going to stab you with a cross or anything like that. If you want to follow Jesus, it's good on you, buddy. Hold on. If you want to follow Jesus this morning and say, hey, look, I need a change. I need some restoration. I need some healing. Fantastic. There's one guy who put his hand up. Fantastic job. I want everyone to pray with me. I'm going to pray this out. Jesus Christ, Lord and Master. That's it. Everyone together nice and loud. Thank you for dying in my place. On the cross and paying for all the things I've done wrong. Please forgive me. I believe in my heart. That you rose from the dead by the power of God to give people new life. I want that new life. Come and live with me now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Love, peace and joy. Streams of living water rising from my feet to my head and flowing out to others. Holy Spirit, release your healing power within me now. In Jesus Christ's name, Amen. And everyone celebrated. Thank you. For that person who just gave their heart to Jesus, the best thing you can do is go home and read John chapter four. And the second best thing you can do is keep pitching up here on a Sunday morning, hearing more about Jesus, learning of His love, coming here in ordinary worship. Understanding it, you're an ordinary idiot, just like me, and God still wants to use you. If your trophy cabinet's full of sporting memorabilia, if you've got the word executive in your job title, if you've got triple PhDs from university, it's okay, God can still use you as well. It's all right. It's good to have everyone here.